Thank you for tuning in to the Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom Potts. Um, I want to talk to you guys about something that I really haven't touched on before, and I'm just going to scrape the surface, not go too deep in it, because I need to do a lot more studying in this area. But God put it in my heart to talk about the majesty of God, to talk about his greatness and his fullness, because you know what? A lot of us, I say us because I'm including myself, a lot of us get defeated. A lot of us live in this place of defeat. I'm talking about we are wanting victory in our lives. We are wanting to have breakthrough. We are wanting to see change. We are wanting circumstances to, uh, uh, we want God to breathe life into certain uh, circumstances and issues in our life. And we're sitting here frustrated because we aren't seeing that change that we're desiring, okay? And I know I've kind of touched on part of this before, but I really want to drive home, and please don't turn this off. I want to drive home, and I'm going to be bold in saying this, okay? Um, It is not definitive. I know that a lot of us are out there trying our best. I know that we have ups and downs when it comes to applying the Word of God. Sometimes we're applying it. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're, we're, we're doing our due diligence, and we're praying, and we're seeking God, and we're worshiping Him. And then other times we just don't feel like it, and we put on Netflix instead, right? Sometimes we speak life into our situation. Other times we speak death into our situation. But the thing is, we need to become more consistent because you know what? The stuff that we're going through, it is not God's fault. It is our fault for remaining so stuck nine times out of 10. There's other times when it's the enemy and, you know, there's other people involved and we have to deal with the backlash of other people's bad choices. We have to deal with the backlash of something that the enemy's already put in place. And while we're trying to fight against the enemy, we have to endure that trial and tribulation that we're going through until we can get the victory through Jesus Christ. So talking about the majesty of God. If we think about the, it could be the wonders of the world, right? How, how many are there? Was it six wonders of the world? I don't know, right? But we think about something that is so beautiful. I don't know if you've gone to see Mount Everest. I don't know if you've gone to see the Grand Canyon. You know, I don't know if you've seen, you know, um, just anything uh, on this earth that we deem beautiful. People that have gone to outer space, right? To be able to, uh, from afar, look at the earth, right? And just see it, not in a picture, but to see it live and up close, to see this this perfect sphere that God has created and breathed life into, right? And, and, and just created seas and oceans and mountains and people and life, right? It is so beautiful, The word that we oftentimes use is majestic. This thing, this thing that I'm looking at, it is majestic because we want to go beyond beautiful. We want to go beyond any word that, you know, we use on the regular to try to describe something that is beyond captivating, right? And so when we think about the majesty of God Uh, how majestic God is, the Bible does talk about this in several different forms, right? So the Bible talks about uh, when using the word majestic, when using the word the majesty of God, it's 
encompassing a, a, a couple of other words around it to emphasize what they're talking about. They're talking about the greatness of God, how great he is, how amazing he is. It's first is the greatness. Second is goodness. His goodness that endures forever, the goodness of God that is in our life, that is in the lives of other people, whether we deserve it or not, the goodness of God surpasses any type of goodness that we have experienced on this earth because no one can be as good and loving as God. Third is the strength of God. His strength to be able to to do the impossible, to to endure stuff that we have to go through. <laughs> the world is at his feet. We have to endure stuff that goes on here in this world. We have to endure trials, tribulations, different circumstances. We have to endure the pain of, of losing people. We have to endure the 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 psychological effects of bad things that have happened to us. But the strength of God far, sur far surpasses anything that we could ever imagine. His strength to defeat the enemy, his strength to stay a million steps ahead of the enemy, his strength to do what needs to be done because he knows better than us is phenomenal. Number four, just the bigness of God right? Literally the bigness of God. He is not our size, right? Um, he does not think on the scale that we think. He is so much bigger than what we could fathom, right? The earth is at his feet. He uses the earth as a footstool, okay? God is big. He has no form, right? He is huge. We can't fathom the greatness of God, the bigness of God. And number five, the beauty of God, how beautiful he is. There's time and time again in the Bible, it talks about how uh, in God's presence, people cannot look directly at him because he is too beautiful, right? It is, it is too much for us to bear to be in God's physical presence. We cannot take it. God far surpasses the wonders of this world. If we look at Mount Everest, if we look at the Grand Canyon, if we look at whatever you deemed to be beautiful. It is nothing in comparison to God. Now, I say all of that to say this, right? Um, well, First Chronicles 29 in it, it talks about, I'll just read it. Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you and you rule over all. In your hand are powerful or, or, or power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. And now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious names. Uh, your glorious name. Sorry about that. Um, God is so much bigger than our situation and our circumstances. We get caught up in our feelings way too much. What I want to call us out on, and I said in the beginning, we try, but a lot of times we don't try hard enough. 
A lot of times we are not consistent in following through what God is calling us to, to, to do, to complete, how he wants us to renew our mind, how he wants us to, to turn away from sin, how he wants us to change our heart, turning from the world and desiring the world and desiring the flesh and desiring uh, 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 money and all of these things that we exalt above God. He wants us to turn from that and turn our hearts towards him, to worshiping him, to praising him, to thanking him, to trusting him, because what we were created for is to worship, right? And so the overflow from all of this stuff, the overflow from obedience is change in our life, change in our mind, how we think, change in our circumstances. Um, <laughs> but so often we remain in a place of feeling as though God cannot do the impossible because we are so fixated on our situation. We're so fixated on what we don't have, that we aren't even taking a look. We aren't even opening up our minds and our hearts to what we do have. If all you have is salvation, if your life is messed up, but all you have is salvation, you have accepted the Lord into your life, into your heart, he has given you that revelational knowledge that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That no one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. If you have had that revelation and you've submitted your life to God and you get to go to heaven, if all you have is that, you have so much more than everyone else around you. Others around you may have the money. They may have the relationship. Let me tell you something. You don't you do not know what goes on in the in the lives of other people. They just show you what they want you to see. But you do not know the struggles they have. They could have earthly wealth, the things on this earth that we desire, that we think will make us happy and comfortable. They can have that. But if they don't have God, they may have a form of God, but if they don't have God, the one true God, if they aren't following him, they have nothing. The Bible talks so many times of people who have received different things that they've desired, right? Whether it's money or, 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 um, wives or whatever the case is, land, whatever it is, power. None of those things fulfill you. They may fulfill you short term for a season, but it's not anything that can carry you throughout your life. It doesn't give you complete peace. It does not give you joy, right? the fruit of the spirit. It does not give you those things. Only God does. And so I have gone through, oh, I'll put it like this. Um, man, in my life, I am going through some stuff that seem impossible. Now I've said that before. I've said that before. And I've seen God come through. 
But it doesn't mean that when I go through something again, that seems impossible to me, that I'm not feeling discouraged or dismayed or downcast, right? So I feel those things because I'm human. But where do I, Jessica, where do I put my faith and my hope? And a lot of times, certain areas in our life, when it is something that we are facing that seems so overwhelming that we don't know if we can get to the other side of it, we can feel so defeated. But God has given us tools to get out of that place of defeat, right? And so he's given us the Bible. And unfortunately, so many times we just look at that Bible like it's a book with words and no life within the words, within the text. But it is. I have been so encouraged over the past couple weeks as I'm going through certain stuff. I've been so encouraged. I have had peace where I should not have had peace. I have had joy when I should not have had joy. Right? And these things came because I was applying the Bible. I was choosing, I am choosing to worship in spite of my circumstances. I'm choosing to do things God's way instead of the way of man, right? How many times do we get advice from other people? And it's not godly advice. It's worldly advice, but sometimes it works, right? Right? Sometimes you're just like, hey, look, sis, this is how you got to deal with that, right? Because this is what it is. This is how you got to deal with it. And this is how you'll get over it. Like you just got to play this, you know, this is how you got to play it and deal with it and it'll be all right. And sometimes people are true or correct to a degree with some of that, but it's not God's way. So sometimes we only get temporary results by applying worldly standards and following the ways of the world in order to try to fix situations. We get temporary results. They aren't heart changes. They aren't changes of our minds, right? They aren't true, genuine changes. It's just a quick fix. It's a Band-Aid. Sometimes it's just a, a scare tactic that will scare people into doing what we want them to do. But that doesn't mean that they have changed, right? And so following God's way, it is more difficult. It can be more time consuming. The enemy will come at you, whether it's in the natural, right? Or supernatural, whatever the case is, the enemy will come at you. But at the same time, God is also coming at you too. He's coming at you with his glory, with his power, with his might, with his strength, with his army of angels. He's coming at you with discernment that he wants to give you, wisdom that's unshakable. He's coming at you, giving you confidence and strength and favor, right? He's coming at you, giving you a renewed mind. He's coming at you, giving you a heart that is uh, contrite and turned towards him. He's coming at you with the full power of God, the majesty of God the fullness of God. He's coming at you with that to 
uh, to to put that stuff on you so that you can use it to defeat the enemy so that real change can occur in your life. So that real hope can manifest in your life. Not temporary stuff, but permanent stuff. Stuff that will last for ages. Breaking generational curses. Breaking uh, 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 these these strongholds in your family lines, right? Um it is by following God. It is by submitting to God. It is by doing the hard thing that that change truly, truly comes. We can't be lazy. And many of us are just that, lazy. Not applying, not doing. We do it for five minutes and then we stop. You will get exactly what you give. You will get in your life exactly what you give. And if you give a little, you will receive a little. If you give nothing, you will receive nothing not nothing, and you will stay stagnant. So I encourage you to push through in the things of God. Don't be lazy. Read your Bible. Worship him. Develop an accountability team. People who are stronger than you to help guide you. I always tell you guys, reach out to me. You can go to www.loveatthecross. Click on contact me. Shoot me an email. All right. That's loveatthecross.rgv at gmail.com. I'll hit you up within 48 hours or 72 because I have a newborn. Okay. I want to talk to you. I want to hear your heart. I want to be your accountability partner. I want to help you. I want to come alongside you and give you wisdom and encouragement to help you overcome the enemy in your life. Why? Because I have people that do that for me. I see how God's way works. And I don't want to just be someone you listen to or watch on on YouTube. I want to partner with you. People ask, how much does it cost? It costs nothing. It costs your time. That's what it costs. It costs your time to talk to me. I'm here for you. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I'll see y'all next time.